0: Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at CityLifelancing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Well, welcome, everybody. Today finishes our dream series. Hello to everybody at home. If you're listening to this on the road, hello as well or wherever you're at. And hello to everybody in the room. This has been a powerful time for us to unlock the dreamer inside of us all, unlock the child that's in us. And if I'm truthfully uh, with you this morning, you know, I haven't found myself dreaming enough. I still believe the Lord wants to speak this over our whole year, that if we're ever gonna see heaven in Lansing come, heaven's best in our spheres, our homes, our jobs, our city, then we're going to have to have a God-sized dream in us. And God-sized dreams start really small. They start with God's love for us to have the belief of a child that will trust our dad at all times and dream so big that God takes notice. So even though we're closing this series and we'll be beginning a new one next week, I pray, and I've been a challenge personally to continue to dream and take the lid off, take the filter off, take any of the reservations or the governor on our own vehicle and just unlimited potential, let God be God and let him get the final say to our life in any situation we face. Let's continue to dream outside of today. If you notice, I got a nice fit here. This is courtesy of one of our uh, beloved dream team members, Alex Alex is awesome. He's always cooking up some City Life apparel. Well, he had been cooking up this jacket, and he gave it to me a few weeks ago. And how he presented it to me, it was so awesome. And it was so prophetic because he asked me a question. He goes, so how many um, letters did you have on your varsity jacket? And I was like, I never got one. He's like, well, you played varsity. I was like, yeah, but I just started partying, and, and I didn't. You know, I didn't really want to be associated with the team kind of vibe. And I was kind of, you know, doing my own thing. And he was like, well, God's got you as the captain of this team here at City Life. And he pulls out this jacket with my name on it. And, and like custom fit. Check this out. It's got 517 on the arm. Um, this is our church plant number. And then he got, he like, I was getting my hair cut at the barber shop. And he finds me and he drops off shoes that match too. Like, yo, with these shoes. And, he, <laughs> and I'm like, I walk out of the barbershop, a caddy pulls up, tinted windows, rolls down. He's like, yo, when I got these to match, he's got this real deep, rasty voice. So anyways, shout out to Alex. He's incredible. And, you know, as I wear this jacket, I do feel a sense of, it is an honor to be God's captain for the mission he has here. But Jesus is the owner. He's the chief shepherd. And if I can stir up his people today in such a way that we'll never be the same, then I I, I think today was a value. I was praying this morning, none of me and all of him. All of him to do what? To stir up what God's put inside you today, in you. So today's message message is titled this. Dream. See yourself in the story God is writing. Don't see me. Don't see somebody on TV. See yourself in the story God is writing. You know, as a kid... Uh, We all want to do something grandiose. We want to hear the the stands cheer. So whatever it is, whatever we're dreaming to, we always somehow see ourselves as the hero in the story. If you look at kids, kids are pretty competitive. And then something happens where you get tainted and you think, ah, I don't know if I'm really the one in the center of the story and I don't think the stands are ever going to shout my name. I don't think anyone's going to come to my show we find ourselves going through life. I pray the text that we're going to read today, we're going to watch a lot of, learn about a lot of dreamers, a lot of heroes in what is known as kind of the hall of faith. And to think of, you know, the hall of fame when somebody does something, they're immortalized forever by their accomplishments of what they've achieved. And we have some heroes in the faith that are immortalized, that we look back to and we get inspired in our own lives. And we're going to turn in just a moment to that passage. But did you know God likes coffee? Well, yeah, he likes coffee. Because today's passage is Hebrews 11. Chapters 11. Hebrews. Shout out to Ryan. The first time I ever heard that was from him. Dad jokes live on. All right. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Verse one. Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for the proof of what is not seen. All right. Faith is a reality that we're in as followers of Jesus. Faith. But this reality of what we hope for is a proof of what is not seen. And for by this, our ancestors were approved. So what that means is people in the faith that have went before us for thousands of years, they are approved, they are stamped yes by what not they see, but by their faith in God. That's what they hope for. Not in what they see. And to understand faith in our culture, there's um, some translations will put in the Hebrews 11 here, assurance or a confidence. And and, and, And this has the reality. And the reason for that is faith isn't just some type of belief. It's always coupled with action. Very similar to love, as we learned a few weeks ago. Love is not just an emotion with God. It's always an action. So when we have faith with God, when we have confidence in God, when we're walking in the reality of we believe that God is real, we always will act out that reality. Now that starts to get challenging because we could say we believe God, but do our actions reflect accordingly? Such faith. Now it gets uh, challenging because let's skip to verse 6. It says, now without faith, it is impossible to please God. And I would dare venture every single one of us in the room wants to please God. Who wants to, if you're going to disappoint anybody in life, you know, I feel bad when I disappoint my kids. I feel bad when I disappoint Crystal, which shout out, it's her birthday weekend, you know, Crystal. Yeah, yeah. I feel disappointed. Well, if we want to disappoint God, don't exercise faith. But if we want to please God, then we have faith since the one who draws near to him, get this, we're gonna draw near to God right here, right now, must believe, so there is a belief that he exists, number one, and number two, that he rewards those who seek him. So when we're in Jesus, we're saying this, I believe in not what I see. I'm living a life that is fixed on who God is, the character, the nature, the person of Jesus Christ. And through the Holy Spirit, I'm walking out this reality. And my belief is then also paired with my seeking of him. And I'm always believing that he's going to reward me. Not on my timeline. Sometimes our kids come up to us with their, uh, what they want their reward to be. Like, hey, dad, I did X, Y, Z. And I'd love it if you got me that new Lego set I want my kids know this, I will get them. I will reward them, but it'll be on my timeline, not always theirs. So we believe today in God, but we also believe that he will reward us. So how do we do this? By faith. Everybody say, by faith. Come on, you gotta say it. If you're on the camera, by faith. If you're back at the soundboard, by faith. What? By what? Faith. Faith. So we're gonna look at a bunch of heroes in this hall of faith in Hebrews 11. As we sip on some coffee. Number, uh, verse three by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God. This is one of the things that we are, that makes us who we are. We believe the essence of the world is created by God, and that's not based upon what we see. Think about this for a moment. Science is learning there's multiple dimensions, trying to figure out black holes. They used to think that space was shrinking, but space is ever expanding, and it's, getting, uh, it's expanding faster, so the more expansiveness, and I believe this whole universe is just painting out of how big God is. But there is a, a level of humility that we don't get to know all the answers. Some scientists say that me and you, we use 8 to 12% of our brain. And We're trying to be like, yeah, let me understand the universe. No, no, by faith. I understand the universe, and I'm okay with that. And that doesn't negate my personal responsibility to learn more about the uh, universe or to take care of this planet or to learn more about the scientific developments and advancement. No, absolutely, we're all in, we're engaged. Everything we can learn about truth points us to the one who who is true. So by faith, we even understand that this whole thing was created so that what is seen, what was made, from things that are not visible everything we see was made through the invisible this is this is out there but it's good it's so good i mean you get people that are taking these hallucinogenic uh, trips and they're talking about all of these experiences and whether there's these portals that are real and if there's there's if these uh, elves are real and DMT trips and all these things. And, and who knows, all I know is you might be playing with the dark side there, but I, I, I do believe a truth here, that what, we, what, what we're seeing isn't what we're seeing. There was an invisible that made everything visible possible. Invisible reality. By faith, we believe that. And now we start to look at some of the characters in the story. By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was approved as a righteous man because God approved his gifts. And even though he is dead, he still speaks. This is powerful. If you want to leave leave a legacy, you want your life to count more than what is going to show up on the dash, something that just won't show up in the checks and balances. But if the bottom line of our life, if we wanted to still speak to people even when we're gone, And even though he is dead, he still speaks through his faith. That every time the story is told, Abel had a better offering, a better sacrifice than Cain did. Eventually, Cain gets jealous with that. By faith, verse 5, Enoch was taken away, and so he did not experience death. Come on, as captain here, I get to be the lead pastor And get to see front row the best and the worst moments in people's lives. Best and the worst moments in my life. And the best and the worst moments in your lives. And I want to stir up our faith muscle today. I think we got some growth to do. Because Enoch's faith muscle was so high, so big. so strong. He didn't taste death. He was just taken up. (laughs) This is the only other person besides Christ. This is taken up. What in the world? This is by faith, this is powerful. Verse seven, skip, Uh, by faith, Noah, after he was warned about what was not seen and motivated by godly fear, built an ark to deliver his family. God gives a warning. He says, hey, I'm bringing a flood. This place has gotten crazy. Everyone's doing their own thing. They're living as if I don't exist. They're serving the dark side at the highest level. Anything their flesh screams for, that's what they're living for. Sounds a lot like us today. And the scriptures warn us of that, that. That just like the days of Noah, people will be eating and drinking, going about their day and being like, oh, forget God. God's not real. He's going to come back again. And last time, though, when he did this, he, he, he just wiped out the whole planet. And when we hear that, we think it's so severe. But he gave us a lot of opportunities to turn. He's a good dad. He's very patient. He's very slow to anger. But he's just. If he would never hold us accountable for what he's told us to be true, what kind of judge, what kind of perfect God would he be? So it's only natural that he's going to then uh, bring consequences, but he's still so merciful that he, he plants the seed in Noah and says, hey, I want you to live differently. And Noah partners his confidence, his reality. See, I want you to see these connections. He starts to act that out. He starts to build this ark. And there's stories even outside of Christianity that paint to uh, somebody building an ark. And they have a different person that they don't say Noah. It's it's, as if the story is is profoundly true. And continues, by faith he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by what? By what? Okay, I'm just making sure we're all here today. Verse 8, by faith Abraham, these are some studs. We're going to get to a couple studettes too. There's some studettes in here as well. This is These are cool people, man. Very cool people. Noah building an ark. Enoch taking, he didn't even die. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out for a place that he was going to receive as an inheritance. He went out, even though he did not know where he was going. How many times do we want to know exactly the destination if we're going to follow God? God, you got to tell me. Give me the GPS. Give me the outcome. Am I going to marry her? Are we going to have kids? Am I going to get the job? God, I got to know. Is Lansing going to get better? When is this pandemic going to end? God, I just got to know. I want to know everything. We don't get to always know. By faith, we trust and we believe in him. And we know that he will reward those who seek him. That's how we're going to please him. Well, Abraham, it continues in verse 9. By faith, he stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise. It's natural that you and I are going to feel like aliens in this world. This is the land of promise, but yet it seems like we are the weird ones. Seems like forgiveness is just a lost. Like It's just like myth- mythology. It's just like mythical forgiveness you guys believe in grace you guys believe in holiness you guys are pathetic well scripture talks about if christ didn't raise from the dead we followers of jesus are of all people to be most pitied like there's no one dumber if Jesus didn't raise from the dead. But we believe that the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but it's the power of God to us who are being saved. I'm banking on Jesus and I'm banking on the cross. And I can hear his spirit inviting more people to come back home today. We have to see ourselves in the story that God is writing. So by faith, Abraham stayed as a foreigner in the land of the promise. We're going to feel like outsiders. We're going to feel like aliens. Living in tents as did Isaac and Jacob, co-heirs of the same promise. 10, for he was looking forward. This is what's so cool. Come on. Come on. This is why we need perspective. He was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. What? gives us the ability to endure? What gives us the power to overcome difficulties? What, what can even do this? It's faith looking forward. And we're seeing forward that God's bringing back a city. This is why every week we say we won't stop until he makes all things new. Not me, not you. It doesn't mean news going to be now. It doesn't mean we're going to get the good report always now. It means there's going to be a lot of difficulties. There's going to be a lot of cheers. There'll be a lot of tears. There's going to be a lot of valleys. There's going to be a lot of mountaintops. But we're looking forward, and this is how we need to endure. This is what Abraham was looking forward. And by faith, his wife, even Sarah herself, now we're getting to some studettes, when she was unable to have children received, Power to conceive offspring. Even though she was past the age, she was old. She la- when she first heard she was going to have a kid, she laughed. It means we're in good company though. Because sometimes we don't even have to believe that God's going to do it. That's how cool his faith overrides our belief. But when we partner with our belief, then we realize he's going to reward us and he's going to do things that exceed what we see that's visible. Because by faith, by faith. I can even feel some of the, um, like, the critiques or the uh, rebuttals falling off of some of us. I'm like, "Eh." no, 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 by faith. And something's happening in each one of us today. Like, by faith. Man, I need to exercise my faith more. Look at by faith. Look at what these hall of faith, these people are doing by faith. She was able to receive, she received an offspring even though she was past the age since she considered that the one who had promised was faithful. Who's faithful, friend? Is it you? Nah. We're not faithful in our waiting, but he's always faithful in our coming, in his coming. Every time. It's beautiful. Jump into verse 16. But they now desire a better place, a heavenly one. Oh actually, yeah, verse 13. These um, yeah, thank you. These all died in faith, although they had not received the things that were promised, but they saw them from a distance. All of these legendary people were learning about. They saw from a distance, the greatest promise. And by faith, they trusted that promise. What is that promise? That promise is a person. That person has a name. What's his name? It's Jesus. They saw from a distance, greeted them, and confessed that they were foreigners and temporary residents on the earth. Verse 16, but they now desire a better place, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God for he has prepared a city for them. Saying, you know, I like this planet, but I'm not content. I need to, I'm need believing, for, I desire a better place. Do you desire a place where there's equality? Do you desire a place where there's equity for all? Do you desire a place where people aren't judged on their skin color? Do you desire a place where rich and poor meet together and the Lord's the maker of them all? Do you desire a place where there's no more tears, no more sickness, no more darkness, no more worry, no more bad reports? Of course. He's prepared a place for us. And by faith, we're going to walk that out all the days of our life. And we're going to encourage each other. That's even the point of why we're here. We're here today to stir one another up until Jesus returns. That's why we're here. That's why we do this. Get our faith muscles up. Verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. He received the promises, and yet he was offering his one and only son pause. This should not be duplicated. Okay, don't don't go out and be like, I think God said to sacrifice a child. I think he said it. I think he's gonna do it. I got by faith. I'm like Abraham. This is one and done. I'm okay that this was one and done. I'm I'm not even, this story's so... It's so hard. You're, you're just like, what's happening? You know, you, there's been some uh, TV reenacting of it, you know. You got the wife wondering, like, where'd he take Isaac? Where'd he take... Uh, did he take an offering with them? No, he just took Isaac. He just took Isaac. He's going to offer his son to God? God and Abraham had a very unique relationship, <laughs> okay? One that I, you and me, we don't have. We... God's not going to ask us to do this again. So let's just make that loud and clear. Anyone who's ever said, well, I don't need to take my doc- uh, kid to the doctor or something like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is where we get put in the category of just nut jobs. We're, you know, just crazy lunatics, these faith people that they're willing to do the craziest things. All right. No, no, no. But this is still holds true. Abraham believed that God would raise his son from the dead. So he's preparing his son for a sacrifice and his son's going through with it because he believes in his dad. I mean, just, just, it's so hard. It's so weighty. I'm not even going to try to unpack that all, but verse 18 shows us the point of it. The one to whom it had been said, your offspring will be traced through Isaac. He's considered, uh, Abraham considered God to be able to even raise someone from the dead. So that's what's taking place. That Abraham's taken his son up there But the whole time he's like, I got faith that if God asks me to do this, he'll provide. And God does provide. He doesn't kill his son, he provides a sacrifice at the last moment. Just like no matter what you and I think we're gonna bring to the table, God has already provided something in store for us that will always, always, always close the gap. Every single time. And Jesus becomes that fulfillment, he becomes that sacrifice. Sorry, I'm knocking over the TV. All right, let's continue this. Therefore, he received him back, figuratively speaking. You imagine how happy Abraham was. Oh my goodness, thank you, God. My son's here, got him back. He never had to kill him. Thank God, all right? All right, we're continuing. Verse 20. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob was dying blessed each of his sons of Joseph and he worshiped leaning on top of his staff. Verse 22, by faith Joseph as he was nearing the end of his life mentioned the exodus of the Israelites and gave instructions concerning his bones. That means by faith he's saying I want even my body to be buried in the will of God. I want it to be in the land of God with the people of God. You even take my bones, and by faith, are you seeing? All these people have done some really cool things. How about Moses? By faith, Moses, after he was born, was hidden by his parents for three months because they saw that the child was beautiful, and they didn't fear the king's edict. Edict? There we go. Using words that I've never used. This is this is a CSB. It's supposed to be a little bit more user friendly than the ESV. Verse 24, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and chose to suffer with the people of God rather to enjoy the fleeting pleasure of sin. Ouch. Would we choose to suffer with the people of God or to have all of the pleasures of sin? Verse 26, for he considered reproach for the sake of Christ to be greater wealth and the treasures of Egypt since he was looking ahead to the reward. See, by faith, we're not looking to now. Faith, we're looking forward. By faith, they crossed the Red Sea as though they were on dry land. When the Egyptians attempted to do this, they were drowned. That's verse 29. And then lastly, we're almost done here. Verse 30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. Verse 31, by faith, Rahab, the prostitute, welcomed the spies in peace and didn't perish with those who disobeyed. Verse 32, and what more can I say? Time is too short. That's how I feel with this message. I wish I could just keep going on and on and on and on. Time is too short for me to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Japheth, David, Samuel, and the prophets. Who by faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the raging of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, gained strength and weakness, became mighty in battle, and put foreign armies to flight. What? Here we are in the museum of this hall of faith, walking the hallways, getting to see all these people that have done incredible things. Well, Abraham and Moses, David, Jacob, all these people. And what we can make a mistake of is to hear their story that God wrote instead of seeing ourselves in the story that God is writing. So here's four things as we close. See, the heroes of Hebrews 11, number one, they were all broken characters. This is really good news for us. If I'm going to see myself in the story that God is writing, I don't have to be perfect. The more broken pieces you have, the more the masterpiece can be made. Because the potter, he can do his greatest work. This is the essence of what it means to follow Jesus. Well, if I don't have to be perfect and there's no shame and I'm never going to be good enough, should I just go do whatever I want? No. Where you have grace, sin should not abound. Obedience should. Right? Faith, natural action, one and the same. I got faith in the one who saved me. He's covered me. There's no shame. He uses my broken story. All of these people are broken characters. Abraham lied. Noah got drunk. Moses was a murderer. Arrogant hits the rock. Samson, dude, he's he's he, he's got it. I mean, he lets girl get so close, cut his hair. Rahab, it says it in Hebrews 11. She was a prostitute. I think that's just there to show you, like you think you're you think you're out there that God can't use you. What? That God can't use you. God can't use your story. No, you got to see yourself in the story that God is writing. But what's so beautiful about this chapter is do you notice that their failures aren't told? But yet in scriptures, their failures are there. But their failures aren't told because we aren't defined by our failures. We're defined by our faith. If that is a ninja kick somebody in the head, I don't know what will. For real, wake up like this is who we are. We got to see ourselves in the story that God is writing. We got to dream that we can live like this. They were all broken so I can be broken. And God's going to tell my story, not by my mistakes, but by my faith. God's going to tell my story, not by my mistakes, but by my faith. Number two, and I'll just call the worship team up because we can start setting the mood is they all went through difficulty. They all went through difficulty. They all went through, I mean, the whole point of this chapter is to show, look, there's people that went through difficulty that still exercise God-sized faith. God faith, God faith, by faith, by faith, Red Seas, by faith, people being born by faith, people not even tasting death, by faith. But there was also by faith in Hebrews 11, it says other people were tortured, not accepting release so that they might gain a better resurrection. Others experienced mocking and scourgings as well as bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They died by the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins, in goatskins, destitute, afflicted, and mistreated. (laughs) here's what's crazy the world was not worthy of them they wandered in deserts and on mountains hiding in caves and holes in the ground and what that meant is yeah there was a lot of great things that people did but there was also a lot of sacrifices that people did by faith people were willing to get sawed in two for faith in God people were willing to hide in caves by faith in God and the world was not even worthy of them friend You might be suffering today in a crazy fire. It's okay. Don't give up. Don't give up. You might be experiencing some big faith moments where you did get the advancement. The sea did part for you. Awesome, walk through it. Go, do it by faith. See yourself in the story that God is writing. Number three, Hebrews 11. You know, these heroes of faith, they were all underdogs. They were all underdogs. Hey, I got a little bit of time in the bank because a couple of the last preachers they went a little shorter. So, look, so I got I got an extra five ten minutes. I think you need to take a deep breath. Take a deep breath with me. Come on, right now. We got two more to go for the you know Father Son Holy Spirit. Take another. Come on, one more. I want you to miss what God's doing in this moment right here, right now. In fact, I I pray that this is a message you go back to. I pray it's a chapter you get into because they were all underdogs. I want to look at one person, they just slightly quickly message. I don't have time to tell about Gideon. Well, here's a little glimpse of Gideon's story Judges 6. When the angel of the Lord appeared to him, the Lord is with you, valiant warrior. Verse 15, here's how Gideon responds. He says, please, Lord, how can I deliver Israel? (laughs) Look, my family is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the youngest in my father's house. You might say today, I feel like an underdog. I'm the weakest. There's no way God's writing through my story. There's no way. No, verse 16, but I will be with you. The Lord said to him, you will strike Midian down as it, as if it were one man. Here, if you just hear one thing, there's greatness in you that only God can call out. There's greatness in you that only God can call out. Not your mom, not your dad, but God. And by faith, you can do it. But you gotta dream, you gotta see. And we've defined, how do you see? By faith. You don't see with sight, friend. It's by faith. I think this message would be more better titled, Not Seeing Yourself in the Story That God Is Writing, but By Faith, I'm Living the Story That God Is Writing. And then, lastly, I don't know if you knew this, but if they were here today to tell us something, you know what they tell us? Here's what they tell us (laughs) They all long to see the day we're in. We're talking about what they did. The coolest part about this whole chapter is where it ends. This is the neatest part. For verse 39, for they were approved through their faith, but they did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better for us so that they would not be made perfect without us. What in the world? You know what that means? That they knew that everyone in Jesus Christ was living the fulfillment of the promise and they all lived long to see the day that we are living in. They all long. We're talking about what they did. They're like, look, I want to see what you're gonna do. By faith, you're gonna do greater things. By faith, this isn't the time to give up. This is the time to live a life worth reading about. This is the time to live a life worth reading about. What kind of life you might say? Oh, they wore a mask because they love their neighbor. What? Those guys are heroes. They promoted the king more than their candidate. That's worth reading about. They listened more than they shouted. They posted on social media knowing God was watching. They repented when they sinned. They turned down an extra drink. They prayed for their city. They knew more about their friends than who they hated. And they loved those who were enemies. They left the world a better place than how they found it. Friend, How do we do this? It's by faith. It's really key to read our Bible. And this is where we're going to worship. We're going to worship. We took our deep breaths for now to engage. It's key to read our Bible, not where a chapter ends, but how it begins, continue to read it continuously. So as we go into Hebrews 12, if you could pull up 12, the whole chapter ends in 11. And then in Hebrews 12, 1, here's what it says to us. Therefore, we have such a large crowd of witnesses surrounding us. The stands are packed with the ancestors in Christ. We have the grandstands of heaven packed all the time surrounding us. So let us lay aside every hindrance. If you were in the middle of the Olympics... And everybody was cheering for you, your whole country. You give it your best. Come on, Fair. Fair, if you're gonna do the track, you're like, oh I don't know if I'm the fastest, but I got the whole country behind me. We got the whole kingdom behind us we got the whole kingdom behind us. So let us lay aside every hindrance and sin that so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus. Our eyes on who? On you, on me, on Jesus, the pioneer, the perfecter of our faith. For the joy that laid before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Friend, here's how we have great heroic faith we have great heroic faith because we have a finisher and perfecter and pioneer of our faith and that faith is fulfilled in the person and the work of Jesus Christ, period. Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus went to the cross for me and you. And now we have no more shame. He's seated in victory. And by faith every day when we wake up, we're moving in his power. We're moving in his access. And so no matter whether we're in the valley, no matter whether we're on the mountaintop, no matter whether we're in a difficult situation or we're seeing a Red Sea get parted and we're walking through, no matter what situation we're with, we have another in the fire that is right there with us. So I want you to bring the difficulties out right now. I want you to bring whatever you thought was broken. I want you to bring your excuse. And you're like, I'm an underdog. I can't do it. I want you to understand that they long to see the day that you and I are living in. So let's take our eyes off ourselves. Let's worship the one who is with us. We have another in the fire. Come on, let's stand. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, Go to citylifelanson.com. You belong here.